Welcome to episode 32. Today I'm joined by an incredible woman, Jumai. She's married and lives here in Nigeria. She'll be sharing her infertility story with us uh, today. If you want to connect with her, you can reach her at Jumai's voice on Instagram. Her details will also be in the show notes. So welcome Jumai and thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, Ola. You have an amazing platform. Thank you for all you do. Yay. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to start off, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So yes, um, my name is Jumai. I've been married for five years. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm an accountant and I have a small outfit my husband and I run. Um, and what else do I do? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty introverted. I, I don't talk so much and I don't I don't have a lot of people around me. Um, I think pretty much that's it. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. And uh, of course, today we are talking about fertility and infertility and um, how it impacts us as individuals, as couples, and in the society. So you wanted to um, share your journey so far. I know that you're currently on your journey to becoming a parent. So could you please tell us a little bit about your journey so far? Yeah. Okay, so um, we started our journey um, almost immediately. So when we when we got married, um, we were part of those people that felt, oh, maybe we should wait. And then immediately we just thought, no, we're not waiting. <laughs> Let's just start. And I remember um, three months into my marriage, I was wondering why. Because my mom used to say a lot that, you guys, are, we are so fertile. Like, if a man should touch you, you are gone. <laughs> and I'm Hausa. So right. we, we didn't get to explore sexually as such and also mm-hmm. I was just wondering that what's going on and all so I um the one that hit me I think was the fourth month and um I was late my period was late so I was so excited you know and when your period is late like that I don't know if it happens to other people but I would now start to eat a lot oh yeah to sleep a lot you know and I was just like oh my god this is it I was already thinking my worship and saying god you've done it (laughs) and then one day I went to the market and when I got back I was you know I'd started my period I, I was oh god I cried a lot and that was when I decided that I need to check why my own case is different because even though now I know that it's not just when a man touches you <laughs> that you get pregnant, it's pretty much been that way in my family. Like a lot of my cousins had um, either got pregnant immediately or um, before they got married. So it's um, for me then, I was so naive that I thought that it was a family um, genetic thing. And so I asked a friend as a to see what's wrong so he asked me to do a few tests and or and I did the test and he was like everything is fine but if you really really want us to do something we can go on clomid you know and um, do 
do an injection. I can't remember the name of the injection, but basically it's supposed to help you time your ovulation so that um, we know exactly when I'm ovulating, trigger the ovulation and then meet with your husband and right. um, within 48, like between the time you take the injection and 48 hours basically. Okay. So I did the clomid and then it was time to take the injection. So I've never taken an injection myself. And so we decided to go to um, a clinic to get the injections done. I went with my husband. It was at that point that, um, and I went with all my test results from the tests the gynae had asked me to mm -hmm. take because I felt like the doctor would definitely ask that, why are you taking this injection? And I wanted to show my progress. And so he said that, okay, then where's your husband's results? And I was like, oh, just give me the injection, don't worry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give me the injection. And he's like, no, what he's asking is no matter what he does to me, if my husband doesn't give me what I need, yeah. we're yeah. not doing anything. So where's my husband's result? And I'm like, look, I've been on Clomid. I've been on this, I've been on that. I've gotten to this point, I need the injection. <laughs> but you know, he was able to really convince us to just go do the sperm analysis and come back. So we did go to do the sperm analysis and, you know, we had zero sperm. Like, I'd never heard of it before. I had never. And, you know, you've been, I've been with this man. We've been, <laughs> we've been together. We've been baby making, well, yeah. baby dancing and all. And, you know, I'm like, ah. This guy ejaculates like he comes. Exactly. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> what are you saying? And they're like, no, that's in the semen. You know, that's where they find the sperm, and they can't find any sperm. So I'm like, oh no, this one's their own thing is not working. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> so we go somewhere else, and you know, and it was the third time that it just hit me that, babe, like this is really happening. And then I look at my husband and he's just like, oh, don't worry, everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, freaking out. <laughs> so, um, I think we lived in denial for a bit. And then um, my sister-in-law encouraged us to see, to go see a proper gynae and know what we do from there. Because, you know, for them, for someone to tell you um, there's no sperm, it means like you do, you have zero chances, basically. Because right. there's nothing they can do. So we see a gynae and he says that, okay. Unfortunately um, for us, when we did see him and he did the test there, there was one, just okay. one sperm. So he says that, so it's possible that um yes he has azospermia but it's possible that it's obstructive right so right. we're referred to an ivf clinic <laughs> and um this is the worst experience i've ever had with any hospital fertility or not you know it was really really bad and to be mm -hmm. honest that was when i knew that it wasn't good to not talk about a problem in nigeria anyway yeah. because yeah. it's a really um, know what's happening, you know, um, be aware of your options. Mm -hmm. so we, we went exactly with what this guy had told us. And, you know, we were really ashamed. No, 
I don't know if I should say ashamed, but we were afraid of any other person apart from us knowing. Right. I don't know what we were really afraid of. Maybe shame, maybe um, mockery. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. we didn't, I remember feeling like nobody must know, you know? Yeah. And um, we went to this clinic anyway, and it was really, it was really bad from the kind of drugs we were given to, you know, how we were received and all. Um, it was, the fee compared to any other hospital was really affordable, really, right. really affordable. Right. So it was below 600,000 Naira. So oh, that's pretty good. Cool. It was really affordable and ridiculous now that I'm looking at it, but then we were really excited. Um, so we did a procedure called TESA, right. where they take out, you know, um, using injections, yes. Um, the, the guy that did it just kept chucking him and just saying, ah, nothing day here or nothing. <laughs> Like it was the worst ever. It was the worst, you know. And so we had to cancel. Um, we we couldn't do that one. Um, we tried. So after that, it was really bad. Like I said, we were both traumatized. And it was at that sure. point I started asking questions and trying to see what else could be done. Um, a few people, a few um, urologists. Um, suggested a few um, drugs for him. Um, one thing I forgot to say is that my husband had had a varicocele surgery a few right. years ago. So the varicocele basically means that the um, veins, are, like really large veins are growing around the groin area. And right. so they have to take them out and it affects um, the male fertility. Like some people are lucky after the surgery they're fine and they can produce on their own. But some people, like my husband, are not. Um, so we decided to change hospitals um, after a while. We met, um, this hospital we went to, the, everything was good, you know, the doctor was brilliant. They had oh, their nice. own <laughs> everything was awesome, you know, and all, and we were so lucky. Um, every time he went for a sperm collection there, you know, he was able to produce something. Yes, we were still in the ones, you know, every time we get only one. Now, when I say one, I don't mean one million. I mean literally one. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, for anybody that knows what sperm um, analysis, it's supposed to be in millions, yeah. you know, like mm -hmm. 20 million. And we, you know, we were just in one. So we decided to go ahead and just have faith and believe that something will happen. So this time around, we did get to um, embryo stage. Um, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, um, we, we had six embryos and then the next day we had only one embryo. And by then, you know, even the doctors were scared that even that one may not survive. So they just asked us to come in and put it in me because usually some doctors believe that the embryos perform better in the woman's womb. And all. So it was put back in and it didn't take. So we tried again. Yeah, we tried again in the same hospital 
and same thing. So <laughs> we we decided to take a break. We we had before then, before we went to this hospital, we had gone to the clinic I'm using now, and those ones had told us that no, they were not going to do anything except donor, you know, and all of that. And so that was why we we left them because we wanted somebody that would have faith with us. Yeah. Um. So things didn't work out anyway, and now we went back to that same hospital that had said we had to do donor and all. Um. In between all of this. Um, my husband was always on one supplement or the other. We had done a complete diet change. You know, a, when I say a complete, a total diet change, no sugar, no rice, no carbs. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, half of the food always has one vegetable, one main vegetable that he needs or the other, you know. Um, we, we got a nutritionist to design or to put the diet together and all. And then, so we went to this clinic that I'm at now and um, things were way better to be honest. In fact, they, were, they had gotten to the point where they felt that we should start freezing. And this is the first time that I feel like someone had been on the journey with us. They right. decided right. that they would start freezing every single sperm they could get from day one. Right. Um, and so that on that day we're not dealing with just one sperm or just what we could get and then the second thing they decided to do was to go into the testis itself so cut open and then scrape off um, rather than using the injection to ex extract it um, so we did, did that work that. better uh, unfortunately no this time we didn't, so now this clinic has a strict policy for the five embryos, you know, okay. because they're like, if they cannot survive up to day five, there's no point having hope and, you know, they have a strict policy on day five. And so mm. this is, we, we lost them on day three. So now they're just saying that, you know, well, I even don't think I'm. I'm so um, exhausted <laughs> from the whole process. And for me, it's like you start something, and you know the point where I'm no longer so nervous about how many eggs do I, are we gonna get, you know, and all yeah. that point where the embryos survive or don't survive that. Is now the main issue for me. Mm. Um, the clinic is now saying that they have to be brutally honest with us that we need to go the donor route, you know. And <laughs> even IVF is strange to my family. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So going the donor route, of course, it's not something that I would discuss with any other party exactly. um, yeah it's it's not something that i would discuss anyway here in nigeria yeah yeah so that's where we are at now um, we're working towards yeah we're working towards um 
January. Unfortunately, as time has passed, so have I. Like, I have also grown. And yeah. <laughs> now I'm 35, you know. I feel, looking back, I feel like maybe I should have just gone with the donor as the clinic had requested at first. And maybe after having the donor um, baby, like, <laughs> I don't mean donor baby, but <laughs> basically yeah. after having a child, then maybe I could have now pushed towards um, having a child that he and I would have, you know. Um, Genetics, yeah. Yeah, so, but now I'm scared about my eggs. So all this time I've been talking about all my husband's side. I also started with um, a low AMH. So um, I don't know the full um, AMH. Yes. So basically it just means that I have a lower, um, the eggs I have are lower than um, what I should have for my age. Right. I've had that since I was 30. And, um, but the funny thing is, um, depending on the clinic you go to and the quality of drugs and how they manage you, you won't believe that the first time I ever did IVF, I had eight eggs. And um, the last one I did this year, I had 13 eggs. Oh, wow. So you see that it yeah. depends <laughs> how you're managed and, you know. Yeah, and how your body responds to the drugs exactly. and everything, yeah. Yes, exactly. So, um so I haven't experienced actually seen myself diminish in the eggs, but I'm just you know quality is also more important course, than yeah. even quantity. So right now I'm <laughs> I'm really nervous about that. Um, but yeah, I'm working towards um, having to do the IVF again in January. Grace of yeah. God, and I'm hoping that's the one. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how excited I said that's the one. <laughs> but that's how you that's that's how it is, right? You have to stay hopeful. Yeah, you have to stay hopeful and just believe and just pray towards it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, I certainly understand that you know you noting that perhaps you should have gone with um donor option earlier, but in reality, you have to be ready. You have to get yeah. to that point that you yeah. know that okay you're ready to proceed because you know you don't want a case where the clinic just tells you and you just go ahead with it and then later you're second guessing or you know the, the, the kid is already here and not wondering so it's better to to be fully uh, and quite frankly I think that you also need I'm not sure if you've done counseling but it's yeah. good to have proper counseling as well just to go through the uh, motions and have get to that yeah. point where you know that you're ready to uh, move ahead with this. And in Nigeria, many people do use uh, donor eggs and donor sperms and, you know, even embryo adoption. But again, like you said, we don't speak about it. So nobody knows. Yeah. You know, nobody, we're just not speaking about it. Nobody shares because you're afraid of what people are going to say and how people are going to treat you, which is, you know, those are valid concerns considering the society that we live in. Yeah. But it's just, when you just realize that it's actually much more common than we think. Even with IVF, yeah. IVF is still, you know, people, you still find some people making ignorant comments about IVF. But yeah. then. I think it's the reaction for the children, you know, yeah. not so much. I think I've gotten to the point where I can shut anybody up. 
That's good. (laughs) (laughs) You need to get there. (laughs) But I do not want that um, to be passed on to my child. Of course, yeah. Of course. Yes, you're right. You you don't want people saying things and children might not be equipped to be able to to deal with all that and you don't want it impacting them. So again, those are valid concerns, especially Mm -hmm. in our society. Even in in Western Westernized countries, people are still, you know, yes, it's better in terms of awareness and people, how people react. But again, it's not, it's still a process. It's not perfect yet. People are still... Uh, you know, people are still focusing on raising awareness, let people understand um, yeah. all these different options that are available and the other, other different options that people have to consider. So. Yeah. so thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and uh, we'll be keeping you in praise. I'll be keeping you in praise as well that <laughs> <laughs> your next cycles, thank you. uh, cycle <laughs> is successful. Thank you, thank you. And it's so important, like you know, also noted the clinics. You know, every clinic can be so different. Sometimes even yeah. the ones that you, you know, and you're like you're looking back and saying perhaps you should have realized because it was so affordable that 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 probably meant it wasn't maybe so great. But even some clinics that are quite expensive could be not so good yeah. as well. Um, we didn't even have anything to compare with. All oh, right, of course, the first yeah. time. Because um, when we, ch- we when we did check online, um, as at that time, you know, five years ago, a lot of clinics were not putting up their prices online. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you could only compare with prices abroad. You okay. Know? So for us, it was like, oh wow. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. You know. And the prices must have really gone up now, actually, with uh, yeah. with all this, you know, dollar increase and everything dollars converted. Yeah. 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 But you know, now in hindsight, you know, when you when I think about that price, it, it was barely enough to even sort out the drugs, you know. And remember that my husband had to also do a surgery. You oh, know? Yes, of course, yeah. yeah. So it was <laughs> But you never think of all that at that time, you know, it's again it's always in hindsight when you look back and yes, think, wow. at the beginning, <laughs> yeah. And you're just even happy that the solution at the time. Imagine. Really, that was, I was so grateful. You know, I was so grateful. You <laughs> have yeah. no idea. I was yeah. eager to start. I was, uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So we, with all this that is going on so far, and of course the diagnosis and all that, mm-hmm. do, you, do you think that this whole, I mean, what impact do they have on your husband or on both of you? What? What impact? the diagnosis and this whole process of IVF and uh, treatments, what impact do you have, if any, on both of you or on your husband, on your relationship? Yeah. So the truth is, my husband is one of those really, like I always say that he's very amazing. Like he's quiet. He, he doesn't have, on this particular issue he's like I can't believe I'm making you go through this and I'm like you don't have a choice yourself <laughs> <laughs> this way you know so he practically goes at my pace right. um he's just like are you ready can you so if it was up to me because I can see 35 in January 
Yeah. I'm like, let's start now. And it's like, <laughs> after the year we've had, because um, uh, we had had to do so many procedures this year. Oh, uh, so yeah. many. Yeah, so he he was like, no more injections, no drugs, you know. Yeah. Um, we've been close. We've been really, really close. Um, maybe because it's just us. <laughs> You know, yeah. um, and then when you have to go through something like this and, you know, because the people you get to talk to as such a small unit and yes. it's just really yes. mentally and emotionally draining, um, those people in your circle, somehow it, it, it closes, you know, it, it makes you closer. Yeah. So for my husband and I, we it's like um, after being through this, I think we feel like we can do anything. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. You're ready. <laughs> yes. So um, he's so supportive. Unfortunately, he doesn't. He can't stand injections, so he's not. Wow. He's not wow. to help you <laughs> inject yourself <laughs> or anything. But you know. Um, whatever it is so the two-week wait where you're supposed to snap your fingers and call someone to do he's ready to do it full time you know? oh, that's so sweet yeah 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 and you know um i had ohss this year so he oh wow um, same me so sorry yeah, actually, yeah yeah he 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 was you know i think he just really looked at me in another light again and he's like Babe, you almost died this year. Are we doing this again? You know? yeah, yeah. No, I didn't almost die. It was just an overstimulation. <laughs> he was like, no, I saw you, you know. And um, he's so, but with dealing with other, like his family, I feel like, yes, yeah, sometimes I don't think I like the way he deals with it because um, not everybody in the family knows why we're still waiting. Right. Um, right. And when I say not everybody, of course, I don't expect him to tell his cousins uh, and things like that. But in my case, for example, his dad knows and his mom doesn't know. You know, he says his mom is so fragile, walking, walking. But, you know, it makes it really difficult for me because she calls me and she has those conversations with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> She's had the conversation of let him come into the room now, you know. <laughs> oh my so yeah um for me i think that's the only thing that gives us a bit of a clash um um, the the male fertility thing i feel like he doesn't handle it well um with them and so you know they just look at us like "Ah, they're having the time of their life they're not doing I know it. right it's time to move on but that, the time is not waiting <laughs> they keep yeah. reminding you every time you're like ah yeah we know yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, um i think that's the only place every other thing and then financially oh my god uh, yeah it's been you know um we've, we've had so many plans and every single time you know um We've had to readjust the plan either because we're trying a more expensive approach, yeah. or we're trying, you know, um, 
and then of course the drugs you know ah, male fertility drugs are not cheap no not at all <laughs> yeah. not. and even for me the truth is for me i never waited um i never saw it as oh it's just a male fertility issue mm-hmm. i was always mm-hmm. constantly on supplements because i wanted to be a hundred and ready and yeah. you know whether it's for the quality of the eggs or for implantation or whatever so you know and you know you know it now you have like 12 13 bottles <laughs> <laughs> now you know <laughs> and, and so, so um it's it's financially it's been yes mm. been a lot yeah it's been a lot and i, I don't think nigeria really helps us when it no. comes to have any real insurance and I, I know there's a loan but i keep saying that i will never take a loan for for ivf because it's more painful to pay for something that didn't work yeah. and the reality is that it may take more than one cycle for you yes, to, no guarantees at all and then you know the money is still waiting with the with the high interest rates yeah, yeah. So there's two things now happening to you. You're trying to pay back the loan and you're trying to pay, um, save up for the yeah. next one. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not. Um, yeah, we just so. hope that, yeah, that in the future or near future, that things will change your insurance and more support, even from employer, employers. Yeah. People to just have better options and how yeah. to pay. That, that's the thing about you know infertility i'm glad to hear that you know it's made you closer and that's that's what you hear in some in some cases so that's wonderful of course nobody wants to have infertility just to make um you know to get closer from that but it's still it, it's a good thing to see that that's the way it's worked out for you and then um yeah. hopefully by god's grace the kids come and then you look back at yeah. this time and just say, wow, you know, tell the kids the stories of how they came to be. <laughs> how much yeah. mom and dad had to do to get you guys here. <laughs> That's why I keep saying I'm going to tell my kids, like, yo. <laughs> I need to understand. <laughs> but, you know, so. So now if you had to look back and say, I mean, knowing what you know now, what would you say that infertility has thought, thought to you? Okay, um, it puts me to, I didn't know I had the strength <laughs> that I have now. Yeah. Mm. Um, so um, I'm, I'm more confident, you know. I used to be the one that um, would go into a room and then you'd say everything you need to say and then I'll say, oh, okay. And I'll go and try to do it. And I know I'll figure it out. But now I challenge you. <laughs> I challenge you. <laughs> you know, I, you know, um, infertility has taught me um, to be more open, you know, and to be less of a judge, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm more careful. I'm more, I'm more empathetic. Yes, empathic. Yeah. I don't know the word. Yes, yes, empathy, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, um, it's it's taught me to, you know, to let God, you know, I, I used to be planner. Ah. 
old. You know, you have all the years noted. Each year, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so let God, you know. Um, yeah, I, I have a lot more respect for women, you know, whether you had your... Um, you got pregnant naturally or not, or even decided not to have kids. You know, mm. I, I have so much more respect because now I realize that, look at my case. It's a male issue, but I'm the one taking 100 injections, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so no matter what decision or what path you take, like somehow life is just so much harder for women. Yes. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know why. Just yeah. some has the way the society and everything is just set up and yeah. So um yeah and you know I I just I just look at life generally differently, you know, mm-hmm. um being open to possibilities. I'm not so surprised when I meet uh, a curveball you know, now, yeah, and especially because I've come so much, so far from impossibility, you know. Mm. That's wonderful. And so you mentioned, uh, you know, you now learning to not plan so much and letting God Mm -hmm. uh, take control. So what what role has faith played in your journey in the waiting and... (laughs) <laughs> me and faith <laughs> like the days that I will cry I feel abandoned you know I feel mm. really abandoned and not understand how God could you know make me feel this way you know and up until this time I used to think that ah, me and God we are best friends and I'm like what is happening now <laughs> you know and like I, I'm I'm the kind of person that I can pray for light. Like I could pray that, oh, please restore power. Like there's no light. <laughs> <laughs> so I pray for the smallest thing and it could happen, you know. Yeah. And so I it's it's tried me. I can't tell you that. I've known, yes, that God has got me. I've known that God has got me, to be honest. And I've um Put so much faith in him to guide me um, through it all, you know, through mm-hmm. every step of the way, picking the doctors, picking the hospitals, you know, um, the steps to which we found out, you know, things like that. I have really, really, really counted on God on everything. And right. so some days I wake up and I know that he's going to do it. In fact, I've had days that um, one or two people so there was one time that there's this girl around me that always said oh my naming by the grace of god i won't be in nigeria when i have the baby so naming will be without me you know those plans uh, now? Yeah, <laughs> and then so in my head i'm like ah, this is the lady i'm going to call to cook on naming day so that my friend my husband's friends and in-laws and everybody will be fine and would you i'm not so close to her i just know she does good work and you know and yeah. i know she and she called me sometime around the same time I was having that thought. And she was like, 
I just want to let you know that God has not forgotten you, that you would have. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, like, she's just some random person in my life, I mean it. Like, mm-hmm. I do, I can't, she can never, <laughs> she should never call me to talk to me about my fertility or infertility issues. Right. So I was just like, oh God, this is a sign, this is this, you know. And so I sometimes I even have to remind God that, but you sent someone to me now. <laughs> you know, yeah. you said to me. I didn't talk to this girl. I didn't, you know. And so some days I'm hopeful and prayerful. I know that God has got it, you know, and everything. And but now, to be honest, I'm at a point where I'm just like God. I know because He said it that no matter the end of this journey, yeah. I'm going to be more yeah. than fine. You know, I'm going to be more than fine. And a lot of people ask me that, how come I'm able to laugh and smile and, you know, through this journey and I'm like, hey, you don't have no idea for me. Days I'm crying in my room. <laughs> Days I'm crying in my room, you know, but I'm so grateful because, to be honest with you, know, there are people going through this journey as well and they're not having it so easy with their spouse or their other family members or even financially. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, being able to do those things you know and then I know of people that have gone in with one problem and they now have like more than 10 problems you know yes. um, on the same issue and so my faith in God <laughs> and I, I'm just like I know that no matter how it ends I'm going to be more than fine you know I'm going to be good <laughs> yeah well said that's a wonderful way to look at it. Yeah. And if there is, have you had any one quote or word of affirmation that you've used frequently during this waiting time? Yeah, so um, not necessarily a quote, but it's something I tell myself a lot mm-hmm. that I'm not a bad person. I'm not perfect, I'm, but I'm not a bad person and I'm not being punished. Oh, you know, yes. for them. Mm. And so I know that there are people that have killed people, <laughs> the people that have cheated people, have robbed people, yeah. you know, have intentionally been mean to people, and they have kids, good, beautiful kids for that matter. And so That's I know nice. and I'm very aware that this is not a punishment, you know. This is just God's way of trying me and um taking me to where he needs me to be basically so um that's that's one thing that has kept me going knowing that it is not i'm not being punished for it you know so um, i have less since i've become aware of this i have less whimies Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes (laughs) Yes, i have less of that because i remind myself every time that you know it's not about me it's not about me it, it well it's about me but it's not about what i've done what you've done yes it's not a punishment i love that it's a good reminder for us all every day and if you go if you could go back to july at 25 and you wanted to tell july a word of advice what would you tell him when she was 25 or 20 <laughs> to be honest I'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) 
Because even when I look back, I don't think I would have done anything different. Mm. You know, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I would have done anything so different. Right. Because I'm also aware that I'm not necessarily in control. You know, of a lot of things that have happened, whether in my career, whether in terms of fertility. You know, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. Well said. And as a wrap-up, Jemai, do you have any words of encouragement for other couples or anyone else out there dealing with infertility in general? Yeah. So I would say that you should um, be very much in touch with yourself, know what you want, and go for it with everything you've got. So if you find yourself in this journey and you really, really do want kids, like, don't listen to, I won't say don't listen to pastors or anything, but <laughs> don't, listen, don't listen to anybody. Just as long as you're not doing anything illegal, you you know, go for what you want with everything you've got, with everything. That's what I would say. Well said, Juma. I love that. You should do what you feel is best for yourself or for you as a couple if you're in a relationship. That's wonderful. Really great advice, Juma. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been such an insightful session listening to you. You know, we all have been blessed and getting so much wisdom from everything that you shared with us. Listen to your strength and how you've come so far and and yet, you know, how you and your co- your husband have gotten closer and worked and you're stronger through this whole situation. It's really been inspiring. So thank you so much thank for sharing your story. It's been an enlightening session. We've all learned so much. And, thank uh, we, you for having me. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be, you'll be in my prayers and I'm sure prayers of all the listeners as well, that um, everything will go as you desire. Amen. So, so thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor.